Hi, Katie. Hi, Aaron. Guess what I did? What did you do? I quit my job. You quit your job? Oh, no way. I had no idea. You knew. (laughs) But curious tourism people did not know until very recently. Yeah. Aaron, you quit your job. Why? Because Lucas and I are going to go and travel for about half a year. A half half a year is insane to me. Uh, <laughs> where are you going? What's on the What's on the agenda? Well, the goal of this trip is to because, like, as you know, when you work full time, you've limited PTO, mm-hmm. and so you can usually only do like two three week trips at a time if you're lucky. And so, the goal of this trip is to make the most out of having like a long period of time so that we can spend longer in a couple places. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to spend like at least a month in every country that we go to. And if you listen to the show a lot, you know, Luke and I love India. So obviously India is like the central part of the trip. We'll probably spend two months there. We want to go to Gujarat and we want to go to the sort of central region as well as Varanasi. And then for sure, we're going to Tanzania because it is a dream of ours, like many people's, to do a safari. Yes. So we're doing a safari. It's going to be camping. Oh, my God. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be camping. (laughs) Wait, what kind of safari? Like, is it one of those ones where they like you have like the little hut in uh, a natural park that is sort of like sectioned away from the animals or something? Like, are you staying over the night? Oh, overnight? no. Like, we're sleeping in tents, like <gasps> out in the Serengeti. There's no fences. I actually emailed the guide. I was like, so, like, is it safe to walk around the camp at night? And he was like, after dinner, we will walk you back to your tent and then you must stay inside your tent until the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. What I need to know what time you have to go. Like, what's your curfew for tenting? I have no idea. You need to keep me updated on this. I just need to know if it's like a requirement that you have to go to bed at like 8 (laughs) p.m. It might be, honestly. And I think like from everything I've heard and like people I've talked to, it is like kind of exhausting doing safari because it's a lot of driving and you usually start really early in the morning. So I'm kind of assuming like by eight o'clock you're in bed anyways. Wait, okay. So now it's just occurring to me. I have so many more questions about this. So are you like driving during the day? seeing animals mm-hmm. and then like you unpack pitch tents yeah stay over and then you pack everything up again yeah and then go and dry Drive. like how how many days is this going to be six days <gasps> <laughs> oh my god i know this is so cool <laughs> we thought we were only going to do like three days um and full disclosure we're working with g adventures on this so we're going to be on one of their tours so they gave us a really nice discount so that's why we're able to do six days, mm-hmm. which is like making a huge difference for us. Because with six days, you can go like way further into the Serengeti. So you have a higher likelihood of seeing lots of animals, oh which I'm excited God. for. I'm so yeah. pumped for you. So those are like the two central parts of the trip. We don't have like tons of detail planned, but yeah. Okay. So six days, safari. Must have been expensive? Yes. 
well, I asked because also this year you had a very lovely wedding and I just want to congratulate you on that as well oh, for the you. podcast because it was so nice and so fun and it was very modest at a fun little bar here in Toronto mm-hmm. and you guys were all dressed up all cute in your cheap outfits of garbage bags. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she says that because I told Katie once that our wedding was budget core. <laughs> Because anyone who knows me knows like I love Lucas and I love that we're married, but I'm not like a big wedding person. So we were all about like, let's make this as low key as possible, which we did achieve, I think. Excellent. Yeah. No, you definitely did. And it was like, well, I don't know if you definitely did because I don't look at your finances. But from (laughs) my experience at the wedding, it was just like such a fun and intimate little wedding. Like it was only like kind of close to close friends and close family members. You mm-hmm. had people who came from like the Netherlands mm-hmm. and I got to meet all of them and they were really fun. And I chatted with your aunt for like a long time, actually, now that I, th- or family friend aunt. Ingrid, probably Ingrid. Yeah, it yeah. was definitely Ingrid. Got yeah. to meet your parents yeah, and ta- talk to them about traveling, which was really fun because Aww. like you've talked to your, you've talked about your parents and their love of travel on the podcast, like, uh, like, a number of times, but like talking to them in person about it, it just brings it all to life. Yeah. I just love that your parents are so obsessed with travel and so are mine. So anytime Our I get parents to- would be friends. Oh, they would have a lot of fun traveling together. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they have similar travel styles actually. Yeah. Not to like totally take all the attention away from your very exciting trip, but my parents have a very exciting trip coming up too. They are going to New Zealand in the spring and they're like super pumped and currently like training, like going on hikes every single weekend to make sure they're in shape for it. Good call. But anyway, back to your trip. So India is on the roster. Oh, India is happening for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then what else is on the roster? Yeah. So Tanzania, then India. And then after that, it's all kind of up in the air. But the list that we're rolling with is Sri Lanka, Nepal, and Japan, and maybe Mongolia. Oh, my God. I know. Japan, we really debated because it's expensive. It's going to eat up a lot of our budget, but... It's going to be so worth We just love Japan so much. So You know how badly I've been wanting to go to Japan. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. I was thinking it might happen next year. It's definitely not happening next year, (laughs) but it's going to happen. It's too bad because if it could happen next year. I know. We could be there at the same time. We could be there at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So Tanzania is where you're doing the safari. India, you're going to be there for like a month. Two months. Two months. Two months. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That's going to be so fun. And yeah. you're just going to like take it easy, like nothing crazy, no tourist trail. You're just going to like have fun and eat food. Uh, no, it'll be a mixture. Like we're going to okay. do like tourist trail things. It's just like with India, India is such a massive country. There's like so much to see. Mm-hmm. Part of what we love about India, though, is like just being there is really fun. So like we don't need to be doing like a list of touristy things every single day. We'll have plenty of days where we just sort of walk around, like pop into shops, like yeah, take it easy. We just want to be in India for a long time because it takes some time to adjust Mm -hmm. and the distances are long as you're traveling around. So it just makes sense to like give it a good chunk of the trip. Nice. Yeah. And then Sri Lanka and Nepal probably be shorter, like maybe a month each. Mm -hmm. And Japan, probably only a few weeks because like, I don't know if we can afford a month in Japan. (laughs) I like to think we can. Ask me in like four months. Just only eat at the (laughs) 7-Elevens and you'll be fine. Yes, that might have to happen. (laughs) Are you going to take the bullet? Have you ever taken the bullet train actually? Because I have. I've been really wanting to do that. You know what? 
it was kind of underwhelming. This might be a hot take. I don't Aaron, know. This is a pro train podcast. How dare you? It was underwhelming. <laughs> it was really fast. That was fun. But this is why it was underwhelming. I thought that on the train, you would feel like, whoa, like we're going really fast, like a roller coaster. But no, it's just like a normal train. I've actually seen And you videos. look at the window and you're like, it doesn't really look like it's going faster. I actually did just watch a video on YouTube from the bullet about the bullet train. And yeah, looking out, it looks like it's going pretty like regular speed. Yeah. It's kind of like an airplane, like when you're driving down like the runway on an airplane about to take off. But that's actually what I thought the Shikensen, I think that's what it's called. That's what I thought it was going to feel like. Because okay. you know when a plane takes off and you feel that kind of like, like whoosh. whoosh. <laughs> I thought the bullet train would feel like that and it didn't. No. It was really fast, though. Like, we went really far, really fast, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> there were great snacks. It was very calming. Yeah. Japanese trains are just, like, a very calming experience. But, like, if you're not in a rush, I wouldn't pay the extra, like, $100 to go on the bullet train. It just occurred to me as well that you are going to be in Japan probably in the springtime, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to see all the cherry blossoms? Ooh, it's hard to say because like the timing is a bit different every year. We're not making that the goal. So we're not going to like base when we go to Japan on that, but it could line up accidentally, which would be fun. And I definitely just planted the seed in your brain. No, no, we have okay. thought about it. But honestly, <laughs> Lucas was like, mm, maybe we don't want to be there during cherry blossoms because things will be a little more expensive just oh, because yeah. it's like a super peak season for tourists. Mm -hmm. Every tourist wants to be there like during that like four week stretch of time. So part of us is like, oh, maybe we should like purposely not go during that time. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. I think we're just going to leave it to fate. And if we show up and it's cherry blossom season, we will love it. And if it's not, we won't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So given that you have plans in all these countries, like do you have all of your stays planned already? And oh, like, no. Okay. So when are, when do you like know that it's time to leave? And like go to your next destination? I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> like does something just hit you from like the ether and you're like, ah, oh, yes, my calling has it's come. It's definitely going to be a vibe. <laughs> It'll just be like one day we have the vibe. Like it's time to go. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, and my other question for you is because so obviously you, you quit your job. So mm -hmm. you're not going to be in work mode. But are you still going to be running your um, your blog and everything too? I will probably blog because I do make a bit of income from my blog. So it like makes sense to like yeah. keep that income coming. But I'm going to scale back because the whole point of this trip, like a couple people have asked me, like, why didn't you guys just decide to like be digital nomads for a year or something? The goal of this trip truly is to not work, is to just like... <laughs> I respect this decision. Be traveling. <laughs> um, it was tempting. And honestly, my my company does offer, they call it work and wander. So like you can, we're allowed to be digital nomads. But I just, I just don't want to work. I want to have every <laughs> single day... I get that. Be completely mine. <laughs> <laughs> because I have done the digital nomad thing. Like I have worked from other countries and it's like a great way to extend a trip, I find. Yeah. But you're still working. That's like still eight hours a day that like you don't have to spend in a place. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to us like not being beholden to our jobs and just doing with every day what we feel like. So yeah. what are your tips for somebody looking to not work at all for five <laughs> five months straight and just travel. How did you get here? 
Asking for a friend. <laughs> well, rewind 10 years, get a rent-controlled apartment in Toronto, then get your partner to move in and save money for 10 years. Yeah. Be in a relationship, split your rent and all of your bills and costs. <laughs> no, like real talk though, because already like people have asked me on TikTok, how can you guys afford this? And it is largely because our living costs are extremely low because we have a rent-controlled apartment that we've lived in for 10 years. And so by Toronto standards, we're paying very little to mm -hmm. live in the city. And that combined with our career growth in the last few years, it's just made it possible for us to save a lot of money. And we weren't like purposefully saving for this trip. It was one of those things where it was like, we're just saving tons of money on the off chance that we can make a trip like this happen one day. Mm -hmm. And the moment came due to like different, just like different factors in our lives. Yeah. Um, but we just wanted to be ready for it. We wanted to be ready because we actually always thought like if one of us gets laid off, then we'll go and do this trip. So we were just ready. So yeah, definitely like privilege, like based on our economic position on our apartment, on our jobs. Yeah. We've just been really privileged to be in a position where we've been able to save like a good chunk of money. Yeah. And I'll be transparent about it. We have saved 40,000 Canadian dollars. Mm -hmm. That is the budget. I am going to talk about this on TikTok as we're traveling because I know that people are really interested in like budgets when people are traveling. So I thought it'd be fun to just like be completely open about how much money we're spending and I'll do little like budget updates throughout the trip. I love that. That's such a great idea because I think, yeah, it's so easy to watch all this stuff go down. Hey, Luge. Hello. What's going on? You want to say hi? <laughs> Lucas, we, we heard you quit your job. Luch, what are your reactions to, uh, how are you feeling about your trip? I feel pretty good about the trip. Yeah? Yeah, it's all very planned out. I, I know Aaron is uh, already packed. How about you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> day before, you're going to pack the day before for half of half a year. But you guys only need like two pairs of underwear anyway, and like yeah. one outfit. So I'm bringing two shirts. <laughs> two sh <laughs> I'm bringing three shirts. I'm bringing three Aaron, shirts. That's just too much. <laughs> yeah, talk about your tiny ass bag that you're bringing. <laughs> Aaron when is I, bringing nothing. When they I are told bringing Katie nothing. The, the bag I was bringing, she was just like, "What?" <laughs> Listen, every trip that I've done, I've become more and more minimalist because I just realized that I end up wearing the same things all every day anyways. Yeah. So I'm just like from the get go this time, just going as minimalist as possible. <laughs> and that means three T-shirts. I think I'm bringing like two pairs of linen pants, a pair of hiking pants, one pair of shorts, one bathing suit, one long sleeve shirt, one rain jacket. That's basically it. That's pretty damn impressive like like <laughs> when you see the photo of Aaron's bag it's tiny it's so small and then she has one other backpack but the entire thing is just full of her camera equipment like there's nothing <laughs> practical in there it's just hobby stuff so like this woman is bringing absolutely nothing on her trip nothing but you know what this is good practice for Aaron what the amazing race Oh, it is. Yeah. Maybe when I'm unemployed and back in Canada, we'll make this our goal. Yes. Get on. I think we could. Amazing I race. saw recently they put out the casting call and I was like, ooh, I got to <gasps> call Aaron. And then I was like, 
it's too soon for that. We need to go on the next season, I think, because you're already going to be doing the amazing Why? race. When will the season start? Because it could the timing could work out I perfectly. I think they're probably starting in the new year. <sighs> you're just going to, you probably are going to run into people from the amazing race. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> then just like finagle your way onto the show and just keep showing up on the mat. And they're like, nobody knows who these people are. They just keep showing up. <laughs> There's one team that just can't keep getting any clues because you and Luch just keep finding the clue box and then just running the race. And then oh one team God. is eliminated and you guys accidentally win. I think that would be pretty funny. I'd watch that. <laughs> this random team. I was just imagining, though, like we didn't do that. And we were just in the background of all these random shots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It'd be the stupidest Easter egg that I'd be so excited to see. It's just every single country, every single challenge. There's the same couple just like lingering in the background. Just in the background. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's my best. Uh, what's his? What's the host name again? It's not John. That's the Canadian Amazing Race. I can't I don't remember. Know. Mark and I have this dumb thing that we do when we watch the Amazing Race. We started mimicking the host's like way that he says things. And we, for some reason we decided that he kind of sounds like Kermit, Kermit the frog. <gasps> You're right. He does kind of Dave sound like Ca Kermit. How do you do it? Dave and Canner. <laughs> your team number two. That's it. <laughs> Dave and Connor, your team number two. It's your team the way you two. say, it's the way you say two. <laughs> yeah. Team number two. <laughs> Please cut a, like a, just do like a reel of like <laughs> saying your team number two over and over. Your team number two. <laughs> Dave and Connor, your team number two. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the host. So yeah, that's a, a random occurrence. Probably once a week, Mark and I say that to each other for no reason. I love it. Yeah. Big fans here. Big fans of the amazing race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so nice to be doing this in person. Crummy is literally on the couch as a little... Puffball. Oh. You're going to miss her so much. I am going to miss Crumpet a lot. She's going to be so pissed. I don't know. Like, cats are kind of weird like this because every time we've left her with a cat sitter, she seems like she doesn't care <laughs> that we're gone. Cats are just always pissed. So it's just not really a difference. Not crummy. She's never pissed. Crummy's She's always, always happy. happy. She's the one cat exception. But we are leaving Crumpet with my closest friend. So she will be fine. I'm still going to miss her a lot and be really sad to be without her, but yeah, it'll be worth it. <laughs> so with you being gone for about five months, what are we doing with the podcast, Erin? We are not going to be doing a traditional season, mm -hmm. but we are going to release stuff. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. We're basically just going to have fun for the next like... We're going to have fun. So the goal is to do one episode a month. We're going to have a phone call. Mm -hmm. I will tell you a story mm -hmm. based off of our travels. So it'll probably be just like a story about something that happened to us or like an experience that we had. And I'm going to try to record like all sorts of fun audio just of like sounds that we're hearing in the places that we are. And then you'll take that phone call and all those sounds and make something fun out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. It's going to be good times. And then I will also update you on all of the very exciting things happening here in Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whether or not you want it, I'll probably end up complaining to you. So just prepare yourself. <laughs> this is the thing. You know what I was thinking about? 
the last like long trip we did like this, which was in 2017, I didn't get data on my phone. Oh, like I was very often like without internet, like I would just use the internet in a hotel in the evenings. So I was like very disconnected during that whole trip. Which must have been so nice. Which was really nice. But I don't know if I'm going to be as disconnected this time. I feel like when I go, anytime I do traveling or literally anytime I just have plans, I'm generally end up being very disconnected just by happenstance. Like I just... I mean, but by disconnected, I mean more like out of touch with, like, I definitely was out of touch with like the news. Like I wasn't keeping tabs on like what's going on at home in Canada so much on that trip. Mm -hmm. It could just be that I'm older and more like politically engaged now. So I'll be more curious. (laughs) At that time I was like, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. Now I care more. So I might be in touch, but who knows? I might also just be like, I don't want to know. I'm like blocking everything out. All I care about is the day ahead of me. That's what I would encourage you to do. However, that probably won't happen. Because, <laughs> yeah, you and just have friends who are also very politically engaged. Like, we're all going to be talking to you about things. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. anything you particularly would like me to keep tabs on for you here in Canada and just like provide you a monthly update on? <laughs> Ooh. There's like specific businesses in Toronto that I would like tabs on, but you're not always downtown. No, I'm not. That's more of a sheer query. I can do like like, Ontario update. Yeah. (laughs) I can give you like a suburban sleeper community update. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I'd like to know how winter is progressing. Okay. Yeah. I can get, I can do that for you because you're going to be gone basically the winter Mm -hmm. and spring. You're back in the summer. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm just like thinking about this a lot now. This is the thing. I remember being like disconnected about what was going on in Canada when I was traveling, but I was almost more connected with what was going on in other parts of the world, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'll obviously be keeping tabs on like political situations in the places that we're traveling in the general regions. Of course, there's like many devastating world events happening right now. I'm not going to like be completely out of touch about those things. Yeah. It's more just like local Toronto news. I don't know if I'm going to be as tapped into that as I usually Bike lanes am. probably won't be caring so much about. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep tabs on like all of your favorite restaurants and maybe I'll visit a few in your honor while you're away. Do it. Just like have a little bevy at the uh, at the drum, go see some live shows <laughs> and just like have a nice time at Christy Pitts, go see a movie. And I'll just like do all those things in yeah. your honor because I do need to get out in the world. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Aaron, what are you the most excited about and what are you the most afraid of? I'm the most excited to not work. <laughs> should have saw that coming (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited no that's kind of a joke I actually genuinely really enjoy my job (laughs) yeah but it's still work at the end of the day it's still work it's it's responsibilities that you're going to be abandoning it's not work it's like excited to not have those responsibilities this is the thing and I think this is like why doing long-term travel was so important to us It's so rare in our lives that we ever get a period of time where we don't have all these responsibilities to our jobs and to like other commitments in our regular daily lives. Mm -hmm. And that's what I value so much about this type of travel. It's like you truly can just like disconnect for a little bit Mm -hmm. and just, just live 
which is extremely like privileged. Like I realized most people never have the opportunity in their lifetime to experience that. And because I have experienced it before, it was just like so high priority for Luke and I to make it happen again. And I'm just excited to see the world and spend time with Lucas. Mm -hmm. Luke and I keep joking. We're like, what are we going to fight about first? (laughs) You guys are a new married couple. And you know what you should be doing for the next five months? Telling every single person you meet that you're newlyweds. Oh, yeah. We never tell anyone. We should do that. I know you said that you're not making it your personality, but I think you (laughs) definitely need to because you're going to get a lot of good stuff out of that. That's true. That's true. Take advantage of the opportunity in front of you. Okay. This is good advice. (laughs) Every single person. You might get like room upgrades. You might get free meals. Like all these things. Good point. Especially in Japan. Tell everybody in Japan. When we were in Japan last time, people all the time would ask us if we were married. And we were like in our mid-20s and we were like, no. Because we (laughs) thought that was ludicrous. They're like, we wanted to give you free stuff and you missed out on all of that. (laughs) But this time we can say yes. (laughs) This is the hot tip for everyone listening. Tell everyone you're a newlywed. It's actually true. You know, I never thought about this until now. And you can even do it when you're traveling solo too. Just Mm. say like, oh, my partner is in the other room or they're (laughs) parking the car or something. But we're newlyweds. (laughs) And then just like stare into their soul for like a couple of seconds to like sort of imply something and then put that like awkward pressure on them to like feel like they need to give you something. And then you'll get something for free. (laughs) You and Mark need to get married because you would own this so well. Okay. And thing I'm most afraid of, honestly, I think like this has been the scariest part, like actually quitting my job. That was very scary. Um, And just like leaving security behind. It's like, I know logically that five months, five, six months is not that long. It's probably going to fly by. Oh yeah. But I know that when we come back, things will feel different either way. And... I don't know. I'm just scared for that. So you're not scared of anything travel-wise then. You're only scared of reality. (laughs) The only thing travel-wise I'm afraid of are peanuts. And I just like, yes, I know that's going to be hard, but I've done it before. So I know that I can do it. Yeah. I know that I'm probably just going to like eat white rice for the next six months, but that's okay. Like that's manageable. It's more like the more like, will I get a job again? What will our lives be like when we come home? Like Stuff like that. existential questions those are all very reasonable fears I would be feeling the exact same way it's just like hard to leave the security of your like routine life and honestly I was shitting my pants all last week when I quit my job (laughs) but I feel better now (laughs) well I'm so excited for you this is gonna be such a fun next five months you're gonna get a nice like change of pace you're gonna be so refreshed after a chaotic year it's gonna be good yeah well deserved so congratulations thank you you. on living your life thank you just grabbing life by the horns (laughs) and just doing what you gotta do to be happy thank you (laughs) I'm gonna miss you I'm gonna miss you too Luckily we will be having one phone call at least Per month So Mm -hmm. everyone will be privy to that (laughs) Okay Erin Well goodbye see you later Okay goodbye (laughs) Safe travels